While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. Dr. Robert Liston was the fastest knife in the West End. He was a surgeon at University College Hospital and he worked quickly, his record for amputating a leg being only two and a half minutes. In 1837, he published a book called Practical Surgery in which he put forth his theory of cutting quickly. These operations must be set about with determination and completed rapidly. He lost about one patient in ten on the operating table. Surgeons at a nearby hospital were reportedly losing one in four. One story, which may not be true, has Liston accidentally slashing off an assistant's fingers in the flurry of cutting. At the time, speed made all the difference. Florence Nightingale once wrote that all other things being equal, the danger is in a direct ratio to the time the operation lasts. Then, one day in 1846, Liston did something that made his legendary speed irrelevant. A patient had come in requiring a leg amputation below the knee, and prior to cutting, Liston announced that that day they would try what he called a Yankee dodge for making men insensible. The patient was given ether to breathe and went into a deep sleep. Afterward, the patient awoke and asked the surgeon when the operation was to begin. Liston had introduced his hospital to the use of anesthesia in surgery, but he didn't invent it. The first use of ether by a surgeon was in 1846 when a dentist named Thomas Morton at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston administered it before Dr. John Warren performed neck surgery. The surgical amphitheater at the hospital became known as the Ether Dome, and a monument to the achievement was erected in 1868. Morton himself tried to patent the drug, but he couldn't. He tried to gain a monetary award from Congress, but he didn't. He did eventually serve in the Union Army, where he performed surgery using ether. Even the first line of his Wikipedia page says, William Thomas Green Morton was an American dentist and physician who first publicly demonstrated the use of inhaled ether as a surgical anesthetic in 1846. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you heard that story differently? Well, so have I. Even though I distrust roadside markers, I kinda remember seeing one in Georgia that credits a fella named Crawford Long for first using ether as a surgical anesthetic. This is moving through Georgia, and this week, Crawford Long puts us to sleep. A paper I read describes a London hospital that had a bell the surgeon would ring before an operation. The bell was a cue for anyone not currently occupied to come to the operating theater on the top floor, where the screams couldn't be heard by the other patients. They would have to hold down the poor patient. Opium and alcohol had been tried beforehand, but with little effect. Mesmerism, or hypnosis, was also tried, but very few reported any success with it. The key, as we've said before, was to be quick. Crawford Long was born in Danielsville in Madison County in 1815. 
He attended the University of Georgia when it was still called Franklin College and where he roomed with Alexander Stevens. Afterwards, he prepared for his medical career the same way most doctors did. He read medical books in the office of an established doctor and assisted with patients. After about a year of this, he attended Transylvania University in Lexington, Kentucky, great name and at the time one of the best medical schools in the United States. He transferred eventually and graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Long hung up his shingle in Jefferson, Georgia in 1841. Okay, I have seen three magazine articles that list the University of Pennsylvania as the top party school in the U.S. It must have been similar back in the 1800s, and Crawford Long most definitely hit some good parties on campus. One fond memory of his school days, or maybe he didn't remember it very well, was the use of nitrous oxide, or laughing gas. Laughing gas parties were common at the time, and when nitrous oxide wasn't available, they would use ether. Long himself states, On numerous occasions, I have inhaled ether for its exhilarating properties, and would frequently at some short time subsequent to its inhalation, discover bruises or painful spots on my person, which I had no recollection of causing, which I felt satisfied were received while under the influences of ether. I noticed my friends, while etherized, received falls and bangs, which I believed were sufficient to produce pain on a person not in a state of anesthesia, and on questioning them, they uniformly assured me that they did not feel the least pain from these accidents. The reasons may be apparent why I was induced to make an experiment in etherization. Yeah, my uh, college roommate used to call those mystery bruises, but in his case it was tequila. Long tried administering ether to a patient named James Venable, who needed two small tumors removed from his neck. Venable had put off the surgery for fear of the pain, so Crawford told him the story of his college ether parties, and Venable decided to give it a try. He was knocked out, and one of the tumors was removed. The patient hadn't felt a thing. When Long's wife gave birth to their second child, he gave her a dose to ease the pain, and again, he didn't get the credit. Queen Victoria's physician would get credit for using anesthesia in childbirth as the queen gave birth to her eighth child in 1847. Surgery just wasn't that common in the 1800s, and why would it be? It was painful and dangerous, and Crawford was in Jefferson, Georgia, not Boston. He had only seven opportunities to try his procedure before Morton announced his discovery. So why would Thomas Morton think he deserved the credit? Well, just like the cotton gin and the light bulb, the credit went to the person who sought it out. Two medical historians I looked at credit Long for the first use of ether and Morton for first demonstrating its use to other surgeons. Long didn't publish his findings until 1849. He conducted test after test, which was only possible when a patient required more than one surgery. He would conduct one surgery under ether and another without it, ensuring that the ether and not some other factor provided the anesthesia. He also did some research into the medical literature to prove he was the first to use it before making the claim. 
The claim for Thomas Morton to be the first to administer ethers carved into a granite slab in Boston. Mark Twain once commented that the monument is made of hardy material, but the lie it tells will outlast it a million years. The main difference between Morton and Long was Long's commitment to scientific ethics. Long was testing his theory scientifically and was still doing that when Morton began making his claims. Crawford Long eventually moved his practice to Atlanta, then Athens, where he lived until his death in 1878. Ether was commonly used on battlefield surgery during the Civil War, but it wasn't always ether. Surgeons would often use chloroform, the same idea but a different chemical. Ether was highly flammable and could be dangerous around the battlefield. There has been a museum since 1858 commemorating Dr. Long's work, and Crawford Long has a statue in the U.S. Capitol building alongside Alexander Stevens, his former roommate. This is Moving Through Georgia. If you have any questions, comments, or if this episode put you to sleep, we'd love to hear from you at movingthroughgeorgia at gmail.com. Also, if you wanted to maybe post a review and five stars, it would get this podcast out to more people. And there is one more remembrance. Eudora Brown, originally from Hart County, began a tradition of celebrating Doctor's Day on March 30th. March 30th being the day that Crawford Long first used anesthesia. The tradition spread and eventually George H.W. Bush signed the holiday into law in 1990. Doctor's Day, a day when doctors are traditionally presented with carnations as thanks for what they do, and to remember the pioneering work of Dr. Crawford Long. Yeah, it's a real thing and it's even here on my Google Calendar. Doctor's Day. That's the way we do it down in Georgia. Everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The yellow man left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. From an a deputy gal to Georgia. That's all.